Welcome to Meadowbrook Church, leading people into the Christ-centered life. For more information about who we are, find us online at www.meadowbrook.ca. So the main focus of tonight, uh, of course, is baptism. And we are uh, taking some time tonight. You're going to hear from some people who are going into the waters, as we say. And before we do that, we just wanted to take a couple minutes to talk about what baptism is. Uh, some of you are visiting with us. You are friends and family, and you've come to support. Uh, some of you have come for our banquet, and that's incredible. We'll be doing that in a little bit. But we wanted to take a few minutes just to explain a little bit about what we're doing and why we do that. So Max Licato, who's a Christian author, puts it this way. He says, baptism separates the tire kickers from the car buyers. And so for 2,000 years of church history, baptism uh, has been the sign that has marked those who have said, I am following Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior. Uh, it is a ceremony that we do with a lot of symbolism attached to it, which we'll get into in a second. But it has, for 2,000 years, from the very beginning when Jesus walked the earth, baptism was the sign. Uh, that you were a follower of Jesus. And so when you made that decision that I am going to follow after Jesus, you would undergo the baptism ceremony. And so this is a rich part of our Christian heritage. The ceremony has always been a part of what it means to be a Christian. And uh, this morning in our church, we celebrated communion as our part of our Sunday morning service. And uh, communion is where you take the bread and you take the wine or the juice in our church and you take a moment to remember Jesus and you remember that he laid down his life for us and that he rose from the dead for us and we take some time to pause and reflect on that and honor him and thank him for that and when we talk about communion when we talk about the bread and when we talk about the juice what we talk about is those are symbols we don't think they're anything more than symbols but they are physical symbols that connect us to a spiritual reality that there is a, a God in heaven who transcends us and yet there's a couple of things in the Bible he asks us to do that are physical signs of a spiritual reality. And by having something physical, something tangible that you can taste and touch and see and smell, uh, it just helps bring it home. It helps make it real a little bit. And so when we're talking about communion, we're talking about the bread and the wine that represent uh, the body and the blood of Jesus that were given for us. And when it's baptism, it's similar. It's a physical symbol of a spiritual reality. It is an outward sign of a decision that somebody has made. And so we're going to hear from four people tonight. Uh, and they have all come to a conviction themselves about Jesus Christ. And they're going to go through the ceremony as a demonstration of that symbol. We like to use the example. It's a little bit like a wedding ring. A wedding ring is a way that I tell the world I've made a commitment. I've made a vow. If you didn't know me at all, if we meet tonight for the first time, you'll be able to tell in four seconds whether I've ever made a vow to my wife or not. You can just look at my hand. And that tells you I have made a commitment to Sarah. I love her. And I'm living my life with her. Um, I'm not married because I have a wedding ring on, but it is a symbol that tells the world what I've done. And this ceremony in the baptism tank that we're about to go through is a symbol that tells the world what these candidates have done. It is a symbol that says, I have made a commitment to follow after Jesus. And so as they go through this, there's been a lot of prayer. Uh, some of them have known Jesus for a long time. Some of them are newer to Jesus. But they have said, it's time for us to take this step that 2,000 years of Christians have taken before us, where we go into the water as our way of telling the world that we have made a commitment to follow after Jesus. 
The baptism symbolizes a few different things. One, it's the symbol of the washing away of sins. And that's maybe the most obvious symbol, right? You, you are dirty, you go into water, you get cleaned up. And so it's this picture that we have asked Jesus to forgive us. Jesus has forgiven us. Uh, his forgiveness is not conditional upon the baptism, but that is just a symbol of what he has already done. And so we have asked for the forgiveness of sins. We have received it. And the water symbolizes that we have been cleansed, we have been purified, we have been forgiven. And so that's the most obvious symbol. It's also a symbol of identifying, of connecting with Jesus' death and his resurrection. Uh, you go into the water and you come out of the water, just as we believe Jesus went into the grave and then came out of the grave. And so it's a great visual picture where we say, I, I connect with the fact that Jesus died and rose again for me. I believe that my old self, my old ways, my sinful past is gone and dead, and I have come into new life because of what he has done for us. So it's a very visual picture of being cleansed by the water. It's also a very visual picture of, of going into to the grave and coming up again just as Jesus has done for us. It's also in the Bible talked about as a symbol of being completely clothed by Jesus, completely wrapped up by Jesus. So there's a moment where we go under the water, and just for that split second, every part of us is completely covered by water. And there's this picture that in Jesus, as we trust him, as we pray to him, as we worship him, we are connected to him in that sort of way. Again, just a symbol, but it's a picture that we are just wrapped up in him, in his love, in his mercy, and in his grace for us. Jesus himself was baptized in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 3. Uh, he didn't need to be baptized, per se, but he went through the waters of baptism as an example for us, that he was uh, walking among us and identifying with us. And then he tells us that we should be baptized in Matthew, chapter 28. And so we say, if you are a follower of Jesus, this is a step that you should take. This is a step that Jesus has called us to take when he tells us to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And so because Jesus was baptized and because he tells us to be baptized, uh, we see that as an important step. And so baptism is a, an outward sign, an outward symbol of an inward change, an inward commitment, an inward conviction where we have said, I'm following after Jesus and this is my day to tell the world that story of what Jesus has done in my life. Bruxy Cavey puts it this way. He says, baptism is the citizenship ceremony of the kingdom of heaven. Uh, and it's not a perfect analogy, but it's pretty good. That uh, just as if we came to Canada from another nation, uh, you know, we live in Canada and we can enjoy Canada and we can enjoy the benefits of Canada. But to take the citizenship oath is to take it to another level. And for 2,000 years, baptism has been the mark that as we follow after Jesus, we take that step, and that is the sign, that is the symbol, that is the ceremony that we are following after Jesus. We are choosing to live our life his way with him as Lord because we believe he has forgiven us, because we believe he has changed us, because we believe that he will continue to change us as we walk after him and as we walk his ways. So we have four candidates going in today. All of them have come to this conviction about Jesus, and they are going to tell you their story of how that came about and what that has done in their lives. So we're going to hear from them uh, one by one up here, and then we're going to go into the tank after that. So I'll invite Joseph to come up first. Joey. And these guys are nervous, so lots of smiling and laughing and cheering, okay, while they're going through this stuff, because this is not easy to get up in front of a whole bunch of people. So we're going to hear Joey's story. Thanks. 
just want to start by uh, thanking everybody for coming. Uh, it means a lot to all four of us. So um, with that being said, this is my testimony. Um, my testimony is not a radical one, but rather a patient one. Most of my life, I've been one to rush all aspects of my day, whether it be school, pastimes, or work. This has always been one of my biggest obstacles, and as a young man, I've prayed to God to teach me patience. Of course, being as a baby Christian, I was quick to think that I could do it all on my own. <laughs> now, uh, as, I look back, as I look back on my past, I find that Jesus has been teaching me patience in his own patient way. Some people can be counseled, and others just have to go through it themselves. I've tried fighting my own battles, and it's weighing me down, and I'm going nowhere. Uh, that's why I've decided that I'm all in, and I'm so thankful that he has given me time to grow spiritually, and that he has never let me drift away. The truth is, people die every day, and many are lost. And so that's why, again, I am very thankful for his patience, as well as all of his blessings. Um, I was raised in a Catholic church, and I uh, was taught in a Catholic school. So I'm thankful of this because the Lord started me on a spiritual path um, with truth and access to the love of Christ. Growing up, I was no stranger to Jesus, but in school and church, I had my doubts uh, frequently. As I grew older and society pushed a more evolutionist agenda, I became more confused as I was almost forced to pick a side. As a kid, all of your friends seemed to be making what they call logical choice, um, because all the proof was there to support their arguments. So as high school came, uh, I became more, as they say, pagan, and I turned to ways of uh, I turned from the ways of the Lord. As I turned away, Jehovah our God was always with me. My family started to look for new churches, and MB was one of them. Uh, through family and time and f church, my faith again started to grow. Once college was a priority, I found myself on my free time doing research on truth and current events. As a, as a history freak, I dug and dug, and I found the truth. And this is, when, this is when I discovered, through his grace, that there is tons of proof of a creator, that God's hand is still at work today, and that Jesus did exist on this earth. And this supercharged my faith. God had given me the missing truth I needed as a child. Ever since then, patiently, God has made himself known in my life. Now I know I need Christ in my life, and a good friend of, me once, a good friend of mine once told me, feed your faith and starve your fears. As I walk this life to the next, I know now that I strive for one thing in life, and without it, it has no purpose. I just want to be in God's favor. And this is simply my next step in a long journey, and I truly believe that the gift of life is a journey, a test, and but a sample of what God has prepared for every one of us here and for our next life. So all I can say now is, thy will be done, Lord. And uh, one verse that really stuck out to me as I was growing in faith was, Proverbs uh, 3, uh, verse 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean on, not on your own understanding. In all of thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. So, thank you. All right, Tara, it's your turn. Everyone say hi, Tara. All right, this is my testimony. I think back to when I was just a little girl, as far as I can remember, to a very vivid memory of myself praying to God, even as a little girl. Having not been raised in a Christian household and only going to church a few times in my lifetime, I had no real understanding of what it meant to be a Christian. I, however, knew that an almighty God truly did exist. As a little girl around six years old, I remember praying to God that he would help me. 
I prayed for strength, that I one day would be able to be strong enough and big enough to protect myself from the abuse I endured in our household. I carried this burden through much of my childhood and even into our teen years, and I had always felt it was hard to forgive those who had hurt me. I also was angry with God and didn't understand why God couldn't protect my brother and I. I prayed for understanding and guidance as I didn't receive much of that at home. Many years later, I look back and I see how God was guiding me through this. He was helping me and shaping me to become stronger, more resilient, and a compassionate person who would one day have all the tools to help others with their struggles. I also prayed and hoped that one day I would feel free of this and would feel pure and utter joy and have the sense of peace and security that every person longs for. Little did I know what God had already had in store for my life and the amount of happiness and joy I would feel later in life. It took a handsome young man from Leamington to show me how powerful God's love could truly be. What I didn't know was how God would truly change my life forever, and that he had brought me a guardian angel who would lead me to Christ and a better life living for. As Shane and I began dating, he started telling me about his faith in Jesus Christ and how important Jesus was to him. He started teaching me about Jesus and how it has changed his life for the better and how his faith was an everyday commitment to live it better for God. He also shared with me how important having a wife that was a believer was to him, and the person he'd marry would have to be a Christian and know God personally. He also informed me that faith, however, was a personal choice, one that I had to make myself. He started inviting me to church on Sundays and told me how amazing the messages were and how important they were to life's unquestionable meaning. As I started going to church and learning about Jesus, I started understanding life's actual meaning and the relationship I could have with Jesus if I would only accept him into my life and start living for him. This was a complex thing to understand, how a person living for themselves could could be forgiven for everything they have ever done, how they could be free again, free from all your burdens, free uh, through forgiveness, and be given the greatest gift of all, having Jesus die on the cross for all of your sins and be able to accept his grace. This was life-changing. That Sunday, I prayed to Jesus my commitment to him. I accepted the greatest sacrifice anyone has ever made, not only for me, but for anyone who would accept what he has done for us, and became reborn. That day, I truly felt God with me for the first time. I felt the Holy Spirit fill me. I became overwhelmed with tears of joy. I felt free. I felt that forgiving those who had hurt me became so easy, that God had taken that pain away and weighed off my shoulders. This had made me changed. I was able to be who God wanted me to be and not who others thought I should be. I was able to forgive and forget. I was able to see where I needed to grow and repent of how I was living for myself and live for God instead. My commitment to God only made my relationship with Shane stronger and love for him deeper. A year later, we made a covenant with God and I got married to the love of my life. And now almost six years later, we have a baby girl, Brielle, who has taught me so much and shown me the example I want to set for her. The only way to do this would be to truly and fully commit myself to Jesus and make that commitment by getting baptized publicly. This is why I want to become baptized and commit myself fully to God and because this is what Jesus calls us to do. Romans 8, 37 to 39. Know in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers, nor height, nor death, nor anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ our Lord.
One of the things I love about this, we give a little bit of guideline on how to write your testimony, but everyone really does just find their own voice and tell it in their own way, which is always so beautiful. I'm going to invite Annabelle to come join us. Annabelle is our youngest candidate this time. Everyone say hi, Annabelle. I grew up in a Christian-based family, so I was exposed to Jesus from a very young age. I remember each night after reading the Bible with my family, I would go lie in my bed and ask Jesus to be a part of my life. This happened several times for the first few years. Fast forward to grade seven and eight. These were probably the two hardest years of my life. With school drama, losing friendships, and schoolwork, I began to feel like everything was piling up and that the world was against me even when it really wasn't. These were the years that I fell out of rhythm with God. High school was another big step along the way. I thought that all the troubles that I left in primary school would be forgotten and never seen again, but in the end, they came back to bite me. School drama showed up again, and I felt the same void in my heart as I did in the years of grades seven and eight, not knowing that the emptiness could have been filled by turning to Jesus for guidance. In the summer between grade 9 and 10, I decided to switch schools and go to SOAR. These were the best decisions I ever made. SOAR was life-changing, and being able to spend time with people who were going through struggles like me was relieving. Also, it seemed that it was possible to get over my own troubles with the help of Jesus. I was amazed at how much I can influence someone through the grace of God, and this was one of the many reasons why I decided to ask Jesus back into my life. From that point forward, I've been feeling a lot happier, and that hole in my heart has been filled. A piece of scripture that has been meaningful to me is Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. This is meaningful to me because it proves that Jesus cares about me and that he'll never leave my side in times of trouble. Thank you. All right, and I will invite Jennifer to come up, our final candidate, and share her story. Everybody say, hi, Jen. Hi. I grew up in a Christian home and was introduced to Jesus Christ as a young child. Going to church on Sundays, attending Bible studies, and being part of a youth group were influential in my walk with Christ and have helped shape me into who I am today. I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior very early on. I don't know the exact day. I didn't have a coming to Christ moment. I have just always acknowledged him as my Savior, and I'm thankful for this. For me, being baptized today means I am publicly proclaiming that I believe Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins, and I will live to follow him even though I stumble. Believing in Jesus Christ has made a huge difference in my life. If I didn't have my faith in him, I wouldn't know who to put my trust in. He's always been there for me to lean on in hard times and shows his love for me in more ways than I even know. I've always loved the book of Psalms. A verse that has been meaningful in my walk as a Christian has been Psalm 61, verse 2. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. It reminds me that he will not put me through more than I can handle to give it, to, to give it all to God because he will lead me. Thank you. 
So we have heard from the candidates, and uh, we are going to go get changed and get ready to get into the tank, which is right over here. And when they get into the tank, we are going to pray with them and bless them uh, as they take this step. And there's a couple of questions for them to answer uh, in terms of the confession of faith that they are making. And so we are going to go do that. And so I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet just as we continue uh, in our Christmas uh, mood and in our Christmas worship as Xavier and Hillary lead us in a song. seats. So Joey's back with us again. Say hi, Joey. Hello. So we're going to pray and bless Joseph. Uh, we're going to ask him a couple of questions, and then we will baptize him, and we will do that with all of our candidates. So let's pray together. Father, thank you for Joseph and the step he has taken today, Lord, and we see your hand on his life. We are thankful, Lord, for how you have formed him and what you have called him to, Lord. You have graced him with strength and you have graced him with charm and you have graced him with a winning personality and many, many other gifts, Lord. And so as he continues to walk out his calling and as he continues to discover who he is, we bless him as his family at Meadowbrook Church. And we say, Father, fulfill all that you want to fulfill in him. Lead him in the way that he should go. Direct him in terms of his calling and direction in life. And as he walks out, the gifts that you've given him and the direction that you have given him, we pray your blessing and your favor would cover him always. Let him walk on the path that you have created for him to walk, Lord, and let him walk with you as he does so. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Joseph, do you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God? Yes. Do you believe that his death and resurrection have purchased your salvation? Yes. Is it your intention to follow the Lord Jesus all the days of your life? Yes. Upon the confession of your faith, we are ready to baptize you. Joseph, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. again and Tara's husband Shane and so one thing we do in a baptism sometimes is we ask do you want someone else to be here to help baptize you so Shane is going to help baptize his wife tonight which is pretty cool and we're going to pray for Tara so let's pray together Father thank you for an awesome testimony and what you have done in Tara's life Lord that uh, out of struggle, you have brought sweetness, and out of brokenness, you have brought strength, and out of uh, difficult times, Lord, you have brought uh, such a good, strong, and loving person, and every gift that you have given her, and as you are working your work in her life, Lord, we just thank you that she has found healing, and she has found freedom, and she has found forgiveness, and she has extended forgiveness, and every good thing that you've done in her life, Lord, we give you honor and glory and thanks for that. 
We pray, Father, as you lead her and her family forward, that she will be full of your spirit, she will be full of your wisdom, she will uh, have knowledge of where she should go and the ways that she should go. Uh, Again, we pray, Lord, that her feet will find your path always and will stick to the path that you have called her to. Keep her safe, Lord, as she journeys forward with you. Bless this marriage. Bless her as a mom. Bless her as she leads forward. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Tara, do you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God? Yes. Do you believe that his death and resurrection have brought you to salvation? Yes. Is it your intention to follow the Lord Jesus all the days of your life? Yes. Upon the confession of your faith and the presence of these witnesses, we are ready to baptize you. Tara, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Annabelle is now in the tank, and her father, Luther, is here with her, and he's going to help baptize Annabelle today. Let's pray for Annabelle together. Father, thank you for the woman of God that you are forming Annabelle to be. Lord, thank you. In Annabelle, there is strength, and in Annabelle, there is depth, and that you have just crafted her together exactly as you have desired her to be, and that she is growing into the woman that you have called her to be. And we thank you for her obedience and faith in taking this step today, Lord, of acknowledging you and thanking you for what you've done in her life. And as she navigates high school, Lord, and as she gets ready for a career next, and she is figuring out big decisions in life, thank you, Lord, that you lead her by your spirit, you fill her with your wisdom. She is surrounded in her life by godly counselors and her friends and in her family, and that she will walk in the way that you would have her walk, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you know the direction that you have for her and that you are not worried about that at all, and that as we pray for her and as she prays and spends time with you, that you will make the next steps of her life clear. Father, we pray that you bless her and prosper her in everything that she does, in school, in work, in friendships and relationships. We pray, Lord, that your hand will be strong upon her as she takes these steps in life and that she will have everything she needs, Lord, to be who you've called her to be and to live out the calling of life that you have placed upon her as she figures that out. Thank you, Father, for her, and we bless her in Jesus' name. Amen. Annabelle, do you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God? Yes. Do you believe that his death and resurrection have brought you to salvation? Yeah. Is it your intention to follow the Lord Jesus all the days of your life? Yes. Upon the confession of your faith and the presence of these witnesses, we are ready to baptize you. Annabelle, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship. 
with His holy name. Sing like never before, oh my soul, I worship Your holy name. Bless the Lord, my soul, oh my soul, I worship Your holy name. Sing like never before, oh my soul, I worship your holy name. Everyone say hi, Jen. Jen wanted to go first, but we made her go last, and so she's ready for this to be done. And we got to know Jen uh, last year. We had a group that met at our house, and Jen was there, and Dan was there, and they are now engaged. And I'm not taking credit for that. I'm just saying they fell in love in my living room, and so, um, but we're going to be seeing them married in a few months, which is very exciting. So let's pray for Jen. Father, thank you that your hand is upon this woman. Thank you that you have heard and responded to her prayers in her life. Thank you, Lord, that uh, she has grown up in good soil and good support and that that will continue. Thank you, Lord, that there is good fruit in her life as you are working out your will in her and as you are teaching her and leading her. Uh, we just see such evidence of your blessing in her life in so many ways. And uh, especially in the months to come as she prepares for marriage and as Dan prepares for marriage, uh, we just bless this coming union, Lord, and how you have have brought them together, we give you thanks for that, and how you have uh, kept them, and as you are leading them forward, um, let your hand and your blessing be upon their marriage together, on their careers, and on their uh, future children, if you lead them in that way, Lord, we just pray blessing and prosperity on their house as they come together, and as Jen walks with you, Lord, let her know your word more and more, let her be sensitive to your spirit more and more, let her know your ways more and more, uh, take her further, Lord, and take her deeper in her understanding of you as uh, she gets to know you more as she walks out this calling on her life and this uh, relationship with you that she has. And so we bless her fully in the name of Jesus. Amen. Jen, do you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God? Yes. Do you believe that his death and resurrection have brought you to salvation? Yes. Is it your intention to follow the Lord Jesus all the days of your life? Upon the confession of your faith in the presence of these witnesses, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Congratulations. All right, so what is going to happen now is the doors for the banquet aren't going to open for another 10 minutes or so because they're still setting up. They will open at 5 o'clock. And so all the candidates who just got baptized are going to be hanging out in the lobby for a few minutes. So please go say hi to them. Please go say congratulations and give them a hug or a handshake and help them celebrate this day together. And at 5 o'clock, the doors to the banquet will be open for those of you who are staying. Uh, so you can head down there. You can find a seat. And we will start dinner at 530. So we will see you uh, down in the gym. Thank you for being here. God bless you.